I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those who can never know enough about history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're looking at the story behind Scotland Yard, home to the world's preeminent criminal investigators and a frequent fictional collaborator of the great Sherlock Holmes. The day was September 29, 1829. Scotland Yard was founded as the headquarters of Greater London's Metropolitan Police. The British Parliament had established the country's first formal police force just three months earlier at the behest of Home Secretary Sir Robert Peel. It took some time to recruit and train the new officers and to locate a suitable headquarters, but by late September, everything was finally in place. The station at Scotland Yard opened for business on September 29th, and the first thousand of Peel's police, affectionately nicknamed Bobbies and Peelers in his honor, began patrolling the streets that same evening. Prior to 1829, the city of London and the surrounding area were sorely lacking in law enforcement. There was a piecemeal collection of night watchmen, parish constables, and street patrols, such as the river police, who kept an eye on the docks, but none of them were under any central control. That fractured approach to crime prevention became increasingly ineffective as the city continued to expand during the early 19th century. Sir Robert Peel believed a professional citywide police force was needed, so he drew up a piece of legislation called an Act for Improving the Police in and Near the Metropolis. It was initially met with resistance from Londoners who feared the constant oversight would infringe on their civil liberties. However, Parliament passed the act anyway, and most of the public was eventually won over. The job of organizing the new police force was entrusted to Lieutenant Colonel Charles Rowan and to Richard Maine, 
a barrister who had been selected as one of the police's joint commissioners. That summer, the two men set up their offices at 4 Whitehall Place, a residence for English civil servants. The building was located in a part of Westminster known as the Great Scotland Yard. The name doesn't make much sense today, as it isn't in Scotland and isn't a yard, but there was a time when the moniker was much more fitting. During the 16th and 17th centuries, the area was the site of a grand palace that enclosed a series of open courtyards. These yards were fronted by government buildings and residences, which at the time were used to house Scottish royalty when they came to London, hence the name Scotland Yard. Most of the original structures that overlooked Scotland Yard were destroyed by fires in the late 17th century, and by the 19th century, the yard itself had given way to a paved street. The name, however, remained unchanged. And since Rowan and Maine's office had a rear entrance on Scotland Yard, the term quickly became synonymous with their new police force. Today, Scotland Yard is used as a collective term for the patrolmen, detectives, and headquarters of the Metropolitan Police, even though the station house is no longer located anywhere near the historical Scotland Yard. Another thing that may surprise listeners outside the UK is that Scotland Yard doesn't actually serve the City of London. Instead, its jurisdiction is the Greater London Area, excluding the city itself which now has its own dedicated police force. That said, Scotland Yard does keep detailed files on all known criminals in the UK, and it sometimes provides assistance to police in other parts of England when a case is especially tricky. At the time of its founding, however, the Metropolitan Police would have been hard-pressed to offer help beyond its jurisdiction. While Scotland Yard's personnel is now more than 34,000 strong, the original force was composed of just over a thousand officers, including 895 constables, 88 sergeants, 20 inspectors, and 8 superintendents. According to Sir Robert Peel, quote, The test of police efficiency is the absence of crime and disorder, not the visible evidence of police action in dealing with it. With that in mind, Rowan and Maine had their officers wear blue tailcoats and top hats so that they'd look more like ordinary citizens rather than uniformed guards. The officers were also issued standard equipment, including a wooden truncheon, a pair of handcuffs, and a wooden rattle to raise the alarm. It was later replaced with a whistle. The original qualifications to become a bobby were quite exacting. Candidates had to be between the ages of 20 and 27 and had to have a clean criminal record. They also had to be at least 5 foot 7 inches tall, in good physical shape, and know how to read. The reward for meeting this strict criteria was not great. Early officers worked 7 days a week for £1 per week and only got 5 days of unpaid holiday each year. Their private lives were tightly monitored as well. For example, they weren't allowed to vote in elections and they had to ask permission to get married. In addition, officers were required to wear their uniforms even while off duty so that the public wouldn't think they were being spied upon. Nonetheless, the policemen were still deeply unpopular at first, though as the crime rate in London began to fall, the public gradually warmed up to them. 
by 1835, just about every city in Britain had established its own police force, many of which were closely patterned on Scotland Yard, the home of the very first Bobbies on the beat. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to pass them along by writing to this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.